today on Locked On Anaheim Ducks. Do you remember airplanes, Sarah? I I think I've heard of them. They're like the big tubes in the sky, right? Can you hear the one that's right behind me? (laughs) (laughs) All of this and more, and you can find out what we're talking about on today's Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. How's everyone doing on this still sweltering Sunday, Saturday, whatever day it is, because it is 100 degrees at night. I kid you not. I'm still furious about this. I know. I still can't believe it. I don't even live there and I'm mad about it. (laughs) I'm still furious that it's 69 degrees where you're at. I mean, nice. All of SoCal is jealous. But welcome everyone to Locked on Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. And this is Locked on Anaheim Ducks and Locked on LA Kings, presented by rockauto.com. All the parts your car will ever need, and that includes air conditioning. But we'll talk about that later. Sarah, how is it going? I mean, it's going great, considering that I'm not in danger of melting anytime soon. So <laughs> I, I, any complaint I had, I need to not have. Exactly. Because it's fine here. It's perfectly fine there. If, if you say it's 80 degrees and it's hot, we're all going to yell. <laughs> <laughs> nope, it is, it's beautiful here. Nice and chilly. Come over here for a day and see what we face. Nope. No, thank you. On Sunday, Los Angeles is going to be breaking some records. So with that said, the AC is going to be on for the duration of the show on my background. I make no apologies. But for those of you that live in SoCal, you understand what exactly I'm going through. (laughs) And I have to record this at night. That way I'm not wasting electricity on the peak hours. Uh, Sarah, where can they hear our podcasts? Basically anywhere podcasts are found, including places like Spotify or Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or Stitcher or just follow a link that someone throws up on your social media. Yeah, go ahead and do that. Please subscribe to us. We we like hearing from you guys. Yeah, email us. All right, so we talked, we did our picks last time and you still can't believe that I picked the Islanders and... We're going to continue with the sports theme today. We're just going to talk and talk and talk because that's what we do. <laughs> both in both in real life and on here. We could talk for days. I mean, our teams aren't doing anything. No. So what else can we talk about? Oh, wait. Sarah knows. She had a terrific idea. What was your idea? So I, when we were kind of like discussing what we should do a special show about, I remembered that earlier in in quarantine times uh, I have a group of friends who we uh, do like little presentations every week of you know whatever cool weird nerd stuff we're into and recently I put together a a presentation for my friends all about every NHL arena I've ever been to so far and so we figured that both of us are pretty well-traveled sports nerds and that we have quite a collection of NHL, AHL, and ECHL arenas uh, to our names yep so we'd uh spend a little time comparing and contrasting let's say uh some of our 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 war stories from 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 abroad as we uh go to different places to see some hockey games and some of them are abroad in fact yeah well let's start with the one that's on both of our lists staples center obviously because in southern california i mean Comparing Staples Center to some other arenas, and I feel bad for saying this, but Staples Center is kind of cavernous. 
Yeah, it's very like the atmosphere is very weird, um, especially in the past few years when the kings have been bad. Uh, that it has not been quite as delightful to go there. But I definitely still, the very first time that I went to Staples Center for a game, uh, and you know, I, I went there like after I had become a Kings fan. So it, my my experience was like very much like a kid in a candy shop. Like I was just like, oh, this is so great, especially compared to my home arena, uh, the United Center, which struggles in many aspects as it tries to update itself. And it is also not in um, a neighborhood or a part of town that has a whole bunch of other things around it. So just it's the on existence, the west side. Yeah, just like the existence of LA Live was just amazing to me. I was like, wait, the game is over and we can walk over there and go to a restaurant and get some drinks and hang out all night. Like I don't have to get in a cab or get in public transportation and go somewhere else. Like this is great. Uh, so that was like very, very exciting to me. It is also uh, as a northerner, uh, I-, I found the climate inside of Staples Center to be fairly comfortable. But all of my friends that I went with, who are all generally lifelong Southern California folks, um, were wimps. in like they, they were like needed blankets and like mittens. And one time I went and I was in like flip flops and a sundress, and they were all like, "I hate you." You know, if I was allowed to wear flip-flops to a hockey arena, <laughs> I totally would. I mean, I might try that on other arenas. Yeah. But if I'm not working, I would totally try that. So I have not been inside United Center. I've passed by there. The reason I know it's on the west side is because there's a thing that I've done. So I guess I can consider myself a quasi-athlete of sorts. I've run the Chicago Marathon, and it goes right next to United Center. Oh. Huh. So that's how I live I... here, and I didn't know that. Okay. So the Chicago Marathon <laughs> starts near the fountain, near the big fountain, Grant Park. You go north yeah. from the Chicago Marathon. You go north right along Lakeshore Drive. You're right adjacent to Lake Michigan. Then you go north, and you kind of go a little bit west, a little bit more north, and then you kind of go north northwest until you hit Wrigleyville, which is very fun. I've actually run a race where I've had a couple friends there waiting for me. That was cool. Loved it. <laughs> so you kind of saw Wrigley Field from a far distance. That's the northernmost point of the marathon. Then you start going south. You start going south and south and south. So you're going away from Wrigleyville. You're kind of going towards the west side. You're crossing the freeway. Then you go straight west, right towards United Center. For what it's worth, at least the marquee on the United Center wishes the runners good luck. I thought that was cool. (laughs) But man, it is a long way out. And then you go back east towards downtown. Then you go south. You know that part of town, Sarah. You go south towards Bronzeville. Y'all know Bronzeville. Y'all know Bronzeville, right? I'm going to talk like I was there because right past Bronzeville is a little section of town that's kind of like Little Mexico. And they have some delicious smelling Mexican restaurants over there. Oh, yeah. I was running oh, by I and I was there. like, oh, my God, this smells so good. I want to stop. <laughs> and then you go back north towards Grand Park and you finish the race. But United Center from a distance, 
or at least from up close, it looks like a kind of nice arena for what it's worth. Yeah, they have been over the past, like since I like started going to games, like they have every year been kind of incrementally improving it and doing renovations. It's it's just been like very like small chunks at a time, but like they've definitely made huge improvements to like the scoreboard and all like the electronic y like cool billboardy things and the food has been improved. It is it is now much better than the usual like hot dog and nachos. Uh there's a lot of similar to Staples Center, how a lot of like local restaurants and cool like cool chefs and stuff are getting storefronts in in the United Center. Yeah. So like I, I kind of make fun of it. Like especially now that I've been to uh so many arenas, especially new ones, like of ways that the United Center could be improved, but it's it's not terrible. I really wish there were cup holders. That's like my big Every time I go to an arena that has cup holders in the seats, I just get like incredibly jealous because I would <laughs> I really want cup holders. Yeah, but um, but none of them hold a candle to uh, San Diego. I mean, of course not. <laughs> <laughs> Which you still have to go to, by the way. Uh, we got to head to a break. We got to talk about rockauto.com. Yeah, they have all the parts your car will ever need. And especially right now during this sweltering summer, you could use some new AC parts for your car. <laughs> 119 degrees, folks. Oh, yeah, that should not be a thing. But if you need just anything air conditioning for your car, then rockauto.com is the place for you. I beg of you guys. You might need a new filter. You might need to improve on your AC. Maybe you need some coolant. rockauto.com has that as well so sarah what should they type in on the how did you hear about us box they should go with their little fingers and type in locked on in that box to let them know that we sent you to go get new parts for your car to keep you cool family owned and operated for over 20 years rockauto.com is the place for you so i'm gonna do the little jingle all the parts your car will ever need rock auto Check him out today. Ah, that was good, wasn't it? They should hire you to do that jingle. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All right. We're going to talk more (laughs) about our hockey travels and maybe even talk about some bizarre trips. How does that sound? I mean, I've got tons of those. Yeah. So stay locked in, folks. Welcome back to Locked On SoCal Hockey, presented by rockauto.com. Well, really, Locked On Anaheim Ducks and Locked On LA Kings. I'm joined by Sarah Avampato from Locked On Kings. I'm here. I'm here. I'm not I'm not uh, dying in the heat. So I- I've got it pretty good. I can't complain. So your number is higher than mine, but I thought my arena count for NHL was 10. I am mistaken. It's at 11. Come on, GD. And I should have known <laughs> better than that. I really should have. Do you want to know why? I, I, I'm dying to know why. Because there's an arena I went to that is not a current arena, and I cannot believe I didn't include this in my count. The Fabulous Forum in Inglewood, California, the former home of the LA Kings. Oh, if we're counting, the, I, then I forgot one as well. <laughs> Don't tell me it's the old stadium. 
uh, I, I forgot um, uh, the Civic Arena. Oh, the Igloo. Pittsburgh's old arena. Yeah, the Igloo. I, I did not count that. Of course you count. Okay, so in baseball circles, you do count the stadiums that are no longer, but they used to house teams. So it counts. Sweet. Yeah, I love the I miss the forum. That was such a fun little arena. You got to go up to the concourse area, uh, the colonnade and the loge, and you went between the two sections, and you got to see Bob Miller right there, and you kind of got mm-hmm. to wave to him. It was super cool getting to see games at the forum. Man, I, I just miss it so much. So you just you, you left it off of your list to like protect yourself, to protect your heart from being sad about it. Exactly. Um, oh, yeah, the Honda Center. We, we both have been there. It's so orange. See, I don't hate the Honda Center. Everyone's <laughs> nice there. That is true. That is very true. I don't hate it. It was just very aggressively 1990s. Well, see, here's the like... thing. You should have gone a couple <laughs> of years ago when they had the 25th anniversary celebration. And you saw a lot more eggplant and a lot more teal. And it was much more fun. Much more fun. Those are the jerseys I really, really liked. The year that I went to, the first time I went to Honda Center, um, it was like the year that they had, like that neon orange one was like their third jersey or whatever. And so you walk in and every arena I go to, um, I buy a player shirt uh, as like a souvenir-ish of whatever arena i went to because most teams even if i don't you know root for the team i can find a player that i like to buy a shirt whatever so i walk into the team store at honda center and it was just like literally a whole wall of like eye searing neon orange t-shirts and i was like i literally just kind of like stopped in my tracks and was like this is very aggressively ducks like so orange so orange so i'm gonna give a quick shout out to our former colleague and a good friend of ours c morley we we love c yay so did you see what i got her by the way i don't know the very last game at the ponda it was jay bowmeister night and everything it was 19 percent off and proceeds went towards uci medical center and the night before when I went there, it was Pride Night. So ah. C saw my pictures and she's like, oh my god, do they still have those there? She messaged <laughs> me and I was like, yeah, do you want me to pick you up? Something. She's like, oh my god, yes. So I got her, and this was the old logo, the old Mighty Ducks logo. So I got her the hat with the rainbow on it and I got her nice. the Mighty Ducks logo with the rainbow colors on it nice. for Pride Night. Because that logo is so much better than the current logo. Yeah. Yes. So much better. Iconic. Yeah. Come on. It's the Mighty Ducks. Yeah. Oh, I know what else we can talk about later, but we'll talk about that later. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of the Mighty Ducks. All right. So my count is at 11. Uh, Do you want to... Let's talk about just some fun travel stories. Now, you had mentioned that you got caught in a blizzard. I did. On one of your travels. I did. And so did I. Uh, why don't you tell us, yeah, tell us about your encounter with a blizzard and how that relates to hockey. Yeah. So, you know, being 
the person in the Midwest who covers the Kings means that I don't always have a million opportunities to go see them or the rain. So obviously whenever they're basically within driving distance of me, I will go see them or take a little road trip to go, go see them play. And so last year, maybe the year before uh, the rain played two games in Iowa against Iowa wild and Iowa, it's not too far of a drive for me. So I was like, well, going to go buy tickets, going to go drive to Iowa, going to see the rain. And getting there was fine. It started to get a little snowy as I got into to Iowa. And then between the time that I arrived at my Airbnb and that I had to leave to go to the arena, it suddenly became like an immense blizzard to the point where like the Iowa Wild were basically saying – if you can't make it to this game, we'll give you a free ticket for some other game because they were like, <laughs> you know, obviously don't want people putting themselves in danger to go see a hockey game. But I was like, I freaking drove, you know, across the state to get here. So I'm going to this game and I know how to drive in snow. I live in Chicago. I grew up in the middle of like snow is fine for me. So it, it was okay. Um, my car can handle it. It's all wheel drive. Um, and then, so I got to the game. The game was fine. Um, the next, you know, when I when I left Iowa, it basically snowed the entire weekend that I was in Iowa. And when I left to go drive back home to Chicago, I left early enough because I had hopes of making it back to Chicago in time to go to a Chicago Wolves game that night. And, you know, so I'm texting their, their media guy to be like, hey, I might be at the game. I'm not sure, like make sure I have a seat in, in just in case. Um, and then as I'm driving through the plains oh, no. <laughs> to get back home, it, it it was literally like a whiteout. Like I could not see the car in front of me and it, like legitimately it was the scariest thing that I have ever driven in. But I will say that I was very like glad that everyone else around me on the highway on I-80, if you're a person who has spent any time driving through the Midwest, um, it is just a long, flat stretch of road. There's nothing around but fields. And oh, so, yeah. of course, the, the snow can just, you know, whip up around huge snow drifts, whatever. Uh, everyone else on the highway actually, like, knew what they were doing. And so everyone was driving, like, super cautious. Everyone had their blinkers on, like everyone went like five miles an hour and it was fine. Uh, but a trip that should have taken, you know, it, it basically took double the amount of time to get home that it should have because of having to crawl through a blizzard. At one point it went down to one lane because there was an accident uh, of someone who wasn't taking it as seriously as they should have. And so then the, the real scary part was like, and there's like this big concrete like Jersey barrier things because there was construction on the highway too. And so having to like inch my car over like basically so that the, the passenger side mirror was touching that barrier almost oh. so that the ambulance, the cop cars had enough room to get through because there's no shoulder of the road for them to drive on because of the construction. Like it was just, it was very fraught and like I you know, I'm not, I used to be a very nervous driver, but like, I'm not, I have driven enough that I'm not anymore. But like, that was just like white knuckle. Like I, I was like, usually like if I'm, I'm super nervous, I, I chew gum. And so I just went through like <laughs> a very disgusting <laughs> amount of gum in that drive just to like have something to like get my energy out in. But like, I don't even know that the rain won 
Either I think they might have won one. They of the won games. one like, of was, those two games in was, Iowa. I remember yeah. that. It's it was really like true. one of those trips where I was like, and like, and, and like Hal Peterson played because he he's from Iowa and like, like that was really cool. But it was just like, man, I went through all of this and then I didn't even get to see like, you know, anything like it was it wasn't magical. They were just hockey games. <laughs> <laughs> but I did it. I did it for you, Rain. My God, so <laughs> I will say that I also kind of got caught in a blizzard, and this is also hockey related. This is more baseball related, but this is definitely hockey related, and here's why: I did a ballpark tour six. It started six years ago, where I went to all thirty ballparks in a span of only two years. Wow! In fact, I had a. I still had. It's still up. I was writing a blog called Chavez Chronicles. And the reason I wanted to keep writing it is it was getting popular, too. I was getting all kinds of emails and stuff and people wanting to meet me because it was one (laughs) of the top-ranked blogs on MLB.com. So I'm like, damn, I should probably try to keep this up just in case, right? Because if it's popular now, you may as well, you know, keep going while the iron's hot and just get some free stuff out of it. So... 2015 was the start of my second season and my thought was I want to start off on a kind of weird note and go to a ballpark that I'd never been before. So I went to Montreal to see old Stade mm-hmm. Olympique because that's when the Montreal sorry, the Toronto Blue Jays were starting their exhibition games that year it was against the Cincinnati Reds. So you know, I bought my Expos hat there, which I still have. I'm looking at the Expos hat right now. I have two of them. <laughs> Do you know why I have two of them? Um, it is one of them magic. One of them's broken. <laughs> so this happened on the train on the train back. So I bought the Expos cap at Stade Olympique. Like I wanted to get a souvenir, like how you get souvenirs from every place. I buy a hat from every stadium that I go to. So I have a Tampa Bay Rays hat from Tampa Bay. I have an A's hat from Oakland. Uh, I have two Montreal caps, one directly from Montreal, one I'm assuming from Toronto. So they're all from that place, and there's great memories from each one. I went to a Montreal Canadiens game the day before the Expos game because while in Montreal, why not? So. I know this is not recommended nowadays, especially nowadays. But back in 2015, it was still relatively safe to do this. Uh, I went on Craigslist (laughs) and looked for a single ticket. And I filtered through maybe half the listings that looked like they were spam. I filtered through the other 30% that looked like garbage. So I had like five posts going through each ticket thinking how much I want to spend I spent 80 Canadian on a upper seat upper center seat it was the Montreal Canadiens against the Washington Capitals this was the year that Alex Ovechkin was a Hart Trophy finalist and this was the year that Carey Price was a Vesna Trophy finalist so to see that matchup in late March while both teams are going for a playoff push 
to get a ticket for 80 Canadian, I was pretty damn happy with that. Yeah. That's one of my favorite games that I ever went to. Such a fantastic arena. Not only that, but back then, they had the um, the little museum that was adjacent to Bell to Centre mm-hmm. Bell. It's not. It's no longer there, which I'm sad about. But they had an entire museum. Sad. Dedicated only to the Montreal Canadiens, and it was wonderful. I have maybe a hundred plus pictures from that museum. I personally loved it. I learned a lot from that. I'm just, I'm sad that it's not, I, I, the Bell Center is one of the arenas that I have been to, but I haven't seen a hockey game at. Oh, you got to do it. You got to do it at least once. It's an experience. It was, I I was in Montreal, but it was the off season. Like the the season had just ended. Yeah. And real bummer. Now I'm sad about that museum. I really liked that museum. Are you into it? Yeah. Oh, it's so great. Wasn't it? Yeah. So so, so you saw those. I I definitely took a million pictures. Okay. So you saw the scoreboard that was a replica of the Montreal Forum. Yes. You saw their little makeshift locker room that they had there. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. See, we could talk about the museum itself, (laughs) but we could be here all day. And I think there's a couple hosts that could probably tell us more about it because they probably went to it. Uh, Paging Scott and Laura. (laughs) So (laughs) if they're listening... You know, tell us more about this museum, even though we both have been there and we both loved it. They should bring it back. Anyway, so we I had a fantastic time there. So I went to the Expos game the day after. This was Friday night. I had a flight back 6 a.m. Saturday. Um, Something I did not anticipate was a blizzard coming. Coming back from the game, it was starting to snow a little bit of flurries. Okay, nothing too bad yet. I left my hotel room at about 3 a.m. And it was already snowing pretty bad. I could feel the wind in my face. I could feel the snow. See, you you at least drove in the blizzard. You were inside your car. I was outside. I was taking it all in. It was 9 degrees Fahrenheit. When you see negative 10 Celsius, you know it's pretty damn cold. So I'm out there waiting for the bus which never came so i went back in the hotel and i said you know what screw this just get a taxi so i got a taxi the guy was very very nice gave me a good deal on that okay great montreal people are super nice by the way love it there cannot wait to go back so made it to the airport we had to kind of stay where we were for a while because of blizzard conditions we had to let the blizzard pass had to de-ice the plane. Oh, by the way, there's one minor detail I kind of left out right now. I had to work an Ontario Rain game that night, which is why I took the early 6 a.m. flights. I had a rain game. So I was... Del- Wait, I cut it close. Uh, you think? <laughs> I was going to give myself a little bit of time. I was supposed to land at a decent time. No, no, no. That did not happen. I landed at LAX pretty much rushed home took a quick shower and a shave got on my took off those clothes got on my other work clothes sped to the arena was a few minutes late but i but that was okay like i made i made it to the game and worked that game (laughs) and almost got caught in a blizzard in montreal because i wanted to watch baseball hockey in montreal and had to work a rain game the following day and I've nothing never like packing your schedule, like, and just hoping nothing goes wrong. Oh, I've done worse than that. <laughs> I've done worse. 
But we're not going to go there today. <laughs> we're not going to talk about the fact that I almost missed working a soccer game for the Ontario Fury and made it 30 minutes before the game because of LA Marathon, but that's neither here nor there. This is all about hockey. <laughs> Thanks once again to Sarah Avampado for joining me on today's show as we both talk about our different experiences with blizzards and nearly missing games because of said blizzards. Uh, don't forget that you can hear this podcast or any other podcast on the Lockdown Podcast Network via Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, or wherever you hear your podcasts. Make sure to rate, comment, and subscribe, and follow us on Twitter. You can follow me at StimpyJD, follow this show at LO underscore Ducks, and you can follow Sarah at Locked on LA Kings, and her personal Twitter is right said Sarah, W-R-I-T-E, said Sarah with an H, and yeah, I gave all the plugs there. And don't forget, you could email me at LockedOnAnaheimDucks at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. You do not want to miss tomorrow's podcast where we talk about a certain arena that is no longer housing minor league hockey, but is pretty infamous and an arena that Sarah discovers on her own time. So you do not want to miss tomorrow's show. It will be entertaining to say the least. And on the first segment, I'll talk a little bit about some hockey news going on, talk about the playoffs, and just generally catch up on things going on in the National Hockey League. So definitely do not miss tomorrow's podcast. For Locked on Anaheim Ducks, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying stay cool out there, stay safe from the fires, and ducks fly together.